1: Welcome to Saints History, told and experienced the way God intended it, with excessive amounts of alcohol and cursing. The booze is probably bourbon because... Their alcohols are for rich women on diets. Now, here's your Drunk Saints History host who is... Bombed out of his gorge.
2: Alright, it's another episode of Saints Drunk History. Uh, today is a very special two-part episode. We're going to do the 2011 Saints. We were originally going to do something else, but 2011, Andrew, I was looking at the research while I was getting drunk, uh, on, uh, Jim Beam Honey Bourbon. I know people hate the Honey Bourbon. I love it. I'm drinking it.
0: Uh, Uh, I've been sucking down some Andy Gators. Uh,
2: the... 8%. The 2011 Saints are... They are magnificent and tragic and all of that together. And before we even get to the games, though, the thing that I forgot about 2011, Andrew, as I was, like, doing the research tonight, is uh, that was the strike year. Like, not a strike, but, like, they had the the whole... Um, they had to get the collective bargaining agreement done, right? So it didn't get done until, like, the end of the summer, right? So, like... Free agency and all like happened in the summer, which was just bananas, right? You know, like didn't Mm -hmm. didn't they do? They did free agency in like July, right? Didn't they? Yeah, yeah, Yeah,
0: that's right. It was after the draft, I believe. So the Saints had the
2: draft, and they got Ingram. They and 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 they got Cam Jordan, and Cam Jordan was kind of he didn't really do much his first year. Ingram. Uh, kind of didn't either. He only had 470 yards. But, but even Andrew, just as a side... Ingram was
0: okay. Yeah,
2: he got hurt against Dallas and, he, and just when he was starting to, to get it together. But here's the thing. Like, going back, if you told us what Ingram was going to be, I think i still do that trade. Like, I'd have given up the, the... I'd have moved... You know, the Saints basically gave up a first and a second round pick for Ingram. I think knowing what I know about Ingram, I think I'd have still done that trade. Like, is that crazy? Even
0: it's tough because he's such an important part of the team now fucking Alabama just scored yeah I know I'm watching (laughs) um I mean he's such an important part of the team now that I mean I have a hard time imagining imagining him not being on it but you know I also asked myself two questions number one was he worth a first round pick has he delivered and I, I'd say he's pretty close at this point. Yeah. Um, he took a while to get there. But also with Ingram, the other thing I always ask myself is, could they have gotten someone else to give him the same production? For you know, I, I don't think anything that Ingram does is so exceptional that they couldn't have gotten a running back in a third-round pick or a fourth-round pick or free agent or whatever um, that would have been on par with that. So I'm not sure i make that trade.
2: Yeah, so they had free agency, and the Saints—that uh, was the final year of like getting the Drew Brees discount because they were only paying him ten million dollars a year. So they they went out and they got um, they got a bunch of guys. They got a brave Franklin on defense, right? Um, didn't they?
0: Sean and Rogers, I think. Sean
2: Rogers at defense. I remember.
0: I mean, signing Roman Harper was a big one. Yeah, that
2: a brave Franklin was the guy they signed, Sean Rogers to try to, like, f- fix their defense in the interior, which they've been doing for fucking ever since Sean Payton's been here. But they did that. They got Turk McBride, who was, like, an interesting guy who didn't amount to anything. But they signed Sproles. And, like, I'm not right about a lot of shit. But when they signed Sproles, I was like, Sproles is going to kick ass with the Saints. Because he, he, I was like, he's Reggie Bush with the pass catching, but he's better at running the ball.
0: Yeah, I remember the media, especially, kind of saying this isn't fair. Like, how could you give Sproles to Drew Brees in this <laughs> offense?
2: Yeah, and the thing about, to, you know, the thing about uh, the Saints going into the year also was they went into training camp and Stinchcomb did like one practice. John Stinchcomb was like, "I'm done," and he retired. And the Saints just plugged Strief in, who they had been like grooming, and he was like the ta- he was the joke, he was the tackle eligible guy. From mm-hmm. two, you know, and he would fill in when people were hurt, but they had signed him to like they signed him to like an extension and he plugged in at right tackle and they were they were uh good to go. but the thing that I think a lot well, this of-
0: was, remember this was the year too that um Jimmy Graham exploded, and I don't think i th- I think at that point we knew he could be something. Yeah, but, but, but we, we didn't, had no idea. We he didn't realize. Was be like the- I,
2: I will say, in fantasy, I played in a fantasy league in, in in Houston, obviously, and people didn't know about Jimmy Graham. But I remembered like Jimmy Graham at the end of 2010, like he caught the game-winning pass when they went to Atlanta on Monday night and won like 17-14. Like he caught the winning touchdown, and he was starting to come along, right? Yep. Um, and he hurt his foot in the, the ankle. Yep. Yeah, in the, in the final game, and it killed him in 2011 because they had so much trouble at the goal line against Seattle. But it wasn't like... no Jimmy Graham, people were like, oh yeah, 2010, 31 catches, 356, like five touchdowns. People were like, he's going to be really interesting. But nobody was like, dude's going to catch 100 balls for 1,311. But the Saints go in there, you know, they, they, the, the 2011 season, so they start on Thursday night, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And it's
2: Green Bay and and um the saints and that game i had it on a dvd just for odd reason that game andrew was fucking bananas but is there anything else we need to add before we get into the games like i you know i, I feel like there i feel like we're kind of forgetting something about 2011 but is there anything in the off season that we're forgetting like that
0: no, no? i think Sproul's was the big one yeah i mean I think, I think it was a lot about signing their own guys because once they had a lot of free agents, I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was kind of a mad rush to re-sign those guys once you know basically free agency opened up.
2: Yeah, like free agency that year was so that
0: was their folk. Free agency yeah.
2: was fucking bonkers because they everybody had to do it in like two weeks, you know. Um, so they go to Green Bay and, um. Their defense just get – Aaron Rodgers just fucking obliterated their defense to start that game. Yeah. He went uh, – they were the, – Green Bay was up 21-7, to and, um, you know, the Saints – John Casey kicks a field goal, and then that game got fucking bananas. Like, Sproles runs the punt back, then – but the Green Bay drives back, and it's 28-17, and it's 35-20, and the Saints – they score, and it's 35-27. They hold them. And I still say – I think the Saints, on they went about 90-something yards at the end. And um, they – uh no, they score it with 215 left to Jimmy Graham, and it's 34
0: – Yeah, 34. little unknown fact, John Kuhn, the Saints fullback, had a one-yard touchdown yeah, run of the yeah. game for so, the Packers. So the
2: Saints scored like right before the two-minute warning, and they actually held on defense – And got the ball back, and they were pinned deep. And uh, I still say it's
0: one of Drew Brees. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events...
1: So I'm gonna tell it, Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word: Broomgate.
2: These are magnificent moments. I know that they don't. They ended up not winning because Mark Ingram couldn't get in from the one. But that drive at the end, like he hit Graham, he hit Sproles, like it was magnificent and like just in an unbelievable way, you know? Um, But the interesting thing about that game, Andrew, is I remember, you know, they they don't score because of Ingram, and everybody's like, oh, why didn't they throw it to Grams or do something with Sproles? And I heard an interesting theory about that, is that teams a lot of times will have, like, a two-point play that they haven't, like, a coach will keep in his pocket at the end of the game, and – um, the theory was that's what Sean Payton wanted to do because he knew he had to score, right? They had, had to score to the touchdown to make it forty-two forty, 40 and then they had to go for two, right? So the right. theory was Sean Payton kept the two-point play in his pocket. I was like, I need that for the two-point conversion, so I'm going to save that little out to Jimmy Graham or the little out to Lance Moore for the two points, and I got to get in for the touchdown on another play, which – it seems kind of bonkers that you would you just be like, I got to score the touchdown. I'll worry about that later. But it's a it's it's an interesting theory, right, and for that game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you worry about the two point conversion when you get it. So I don't know that I agree with that. Yeah. You know, I think you know it would have been one of those things. But you know, I I remember the sentiment, and I remember us talking after this game. And one of the sentiments I had was, man, like their defense was so bad. <laughs> so- and and Rodgers, like, you know, and, and at this time, I mean, this was 27
2: for 35, 312 and three.
0: Wow. It was Aaron, I, the, Aaron Rodgers. The, the mentality wasn't like, hey, let's hope they can do better than 7 9. Like, in those days, like, the aspiration was Super Bowl, you know, that we, we, we can win this thing. And so, you know, when you go up first game of the season against Aaron Rodgers, a team of that caliber, um, you know, you're really that's a measuring and their defense for you. was
2: good the year before. They played a lot yeah. of shitty quarterbacks, but their defense was 4th in yards and different things and pretty good. It wasn't good DVOA, it was like middling. But the thought was the defense But
0: thanks for for my point is I think for no. Rodgers to carve up the Saints like that, I, it left me feeling like Ugh. this team isn't Super Bowl ready. Yeah, like, even though they kind of came back a little bit at the end like I remember it being a very deflating on one because I left it thinking, this isn't a Super Bowl contender. This is a nine, nine and seven, ten and sixteen. If we're lucky.
2: Which you know, yeah, we were. We weren't in that. We weren't in that. Oh my God, ten and six would be wonderful. We were coming. You were coming off thirteen and three, eleven and five, and still felt like you were in the Super Bowl window. So they they lose that game. They had four hundred seventy seven yards of offense. So they go the next week and they. They pistol whip a Chicago they they they, they pistol whip a, a a bad Chicago team. Um you know. Um but the thing was, man, is that the Saints were just they were above fifty percent. They were like fifty four percent on third down that year. Like they that offense was fucking ridiculous. And the the uh the Green Bay game, the interesting thing was that was sort of the it was like the sprolls coming out party and also um Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham, he wasn't like unbelievable. He only had four for fifty six. So I don't think people. I don't think the whole Jimmy Graham is gonna be amazing experience uh had really hit yet. But it was it was the whole thing of like, oh my god, Sprolls is gonna be fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean I just remember Jake Cutler, <laughs> one of the many times against the Saints in that second game where he was just kind of garbage, and you know, but yeah, you're right. I think the, the Jimmy Graham thing came later. Yeah, you know? they sacked him. Uh,
2: they sacked Cutler six times, so there was a feeling. I remember that game. you are like, all right, the defense they got carved up by Aaron Rodgers, but that's okay. They won the Super Bowl when they play these middling bad quarterbacks. They're gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that game, I remember. I went to it, and that was the. Um, they had the Devery Henderson special where he hit like the eighty yard bomb when Chicago was kind of maybe uh, you thinking it's going to be close or whatever. They hit De- they hit Devry Henderson. Sp- you know Sproles had eight catches for forty three, and the Saints' offense it rolled. But you, you st- I don't think there there wasn't a sense of um, of oh my god, this this team is going to be um, historic. But then, no. see, then I think you realized it was the, the the offense was something special the next week where they played the Texans, and the Texans at, um, at one point were up, I think it was the Texans were up uh, a couple scores, and that game was emotional because that was... That was really the last. I want to say one of the last public appearances where Gleason could could still walk and talk and and function. Like he he uh, he walked out. He was a captain for the Saints that game, and he walked out.
0: Um, and that was, but that was when we really started first finding out about this stuff. Yeah, with him having ALS. Yeah,
2: like he had ALS, and you were kind of like, oh yeah, he had, he had ALS. And I remember
0: people just being like, why is he limping?
2: Yeah, like yeah. like, uh, I remember thinking, oh, he'll have he'll ALS, but he'll be he'll be it'll be really bad, sort of further down the line.
0: Well, and the I, thing the thing is like we didn't really understand ALS mm-hmm. like back back then like I mean someone I someone told me he has ALS I was like no one knew what that was and then you know someone told me oh that's Lou Gehrig's disease and that that, that's what we referred to it as back then Mm -hmm. and so I was like oh yeah Lou Gehrig's disease that's not good but I, I don't I mean it's amazing to look back at it now because I just think being a Saints fan and everyone knows Steve Gleason everyone knows what ALS is and Really, it's it's kind of taken over the country because you know he's become such a national mm-hmm. yeah. thing that everyone knows about ALS and everyone knows Steve Gleason now. I mean, he's become a national brand. But um, at the time, and, and, and so I think you know how much he's accomplished, you know, from that moment. But at the time, I just remember him limping, and everyone just kind of be like, "What's wrong with him?" And you know, hearing he has ALS, and no one really, yeah, I mean, what that meant. I
2: kind of knew what it was. But I still thought that it was going to be, it wouldn't be so rapid because he had just, I think he just announced it like in the summer, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I remember thinking, man, he's, he, 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 he you know, when he walked out, he had his hand on the back of I Drew Brees or Will Smith, I forget which one, and I was like, "Wow, he's really it's it's really hitting him hard." And I remember being very very like I was emotional, and I wrote a column after uh, about it. But uh, the Saints dropped twenty three on the Texans in the fourth quarter,
1: and yeah,
0: they were losing sixteen to ten at halftime. Yeah, so it was kind of it was kind of just another, you know. They, they lose a, a heartbreaker against the Packers, but defensively they were poor. And, you know, the Bears were pretty bad. So, you know, it was nice to get a win at home, but, you know, you're not feeling great about the season. They're just one and one. And then they play a, they lay an egg in the first half against the Texans.
1: Yeah, Drew
2: Brees was kind of both brilliant and terrible. He was 31 of 44 for 370, three touchdowns and two picks.
0: Yeah, but the picks came early. And mm-hmm. so the, the first half was bad. They're down 16 to 10. And so, again, like the the feeling of how is the season going to go is very like, yeah, you know, this team just doesn't look great. And so, yeah, like you said, it's kind of in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter, like you said, Breeze just starts to torch people. And this is where you start to realize. Jimmy,
2: Jimmy, where Jimmy Graham.
0: Jimmy were- Graham goes nuts. But it, it's also like. <laughs> Man, Breeze has so many weapons to go to, and he would hit yeah. Meacham for a big play, and Henderson, and Lance Moore, and and Jimmy Graham, and um, you know Colson was hurt, so he wasn't even back yet. But you know Colson's coming back, and Darren Sproles made a bunch of plays, and so Pierre yeah. Thomas had a play. You know, you're just like, oh God, there's so many weapons on this offense. Yeah, and I, I think you start to realize at this point that they're not really playing much defense and it might not matter.
2: You're like I don't give a shit. This is fucking awesome. And the thing is Lance Moore had 8 catches for 88. Like it was it was a that that often like that was when you were like, "Oh lord, this is this is a machine." But then they go to Jacksonville and um Jacksonville was bad, man. I mean that that team was just I mean, you know, they had um they had uh that was that was when they had uh Gabbert as their as their quarterback, <laughs> and he's he was yo gabba, gabba dude. I'm so drunk. He's 16 of 42 for a buck 96. I,
0: I remember there was a lot of rain in that game.
2: Yeah, but Drew Brees is like 31 of 44 for 351. But touchdown, two interceptions. Um, but this is where Jimmy Graham just went fucking bananas. He had 10 for 132 and one, and and that's when it became apparent. You're like, dude, teams just don't, they just don't have an answer for him. Like, because the, the, the Saints would, they could put, they would put Sproles out, and they would motion Jimmy Graham, and just, like, teams was like, you want to put a linebacker on him? He's going to run by him. You want to put a corner at, corner on him? The Saints are just going to run a, a play where Jimmy Graham will out-jump the little corner and and shoo him away like a fucking gnat. And yeah. that's where it was like, this offense, you, you, like... But
0: Breeze, Breeze was bad again in this yeah. game. He, he wasn't great, and I think... I remember at the end of this game just thinking, man, I'm really glad that Blaine Gabbard is inept. (laughs) I mean, just terrible because I, you know, I remember thinking like if the Jags had anyone else at quarterback, this the saints might've lost this game. It was not an impressive performance in terms of winning it. But yeah, like you said, Jimmy Graham kind of offensively, at least he kind of put the team on his back.
2: Yeah. And then they, they, then you, know, then, then, you know, you're feeling pretty good. They go to Carolina the next week. Um, and the thing I remember most about this game is uh, midway through the third quarter, like, it just started storming in Houston. So, um, uh, direct DirecTV, like, they, they didn't have – I don't think they had it then – where you you they had the 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 Sunday Ticket app where you could have it and you could just watch it on the iPad. So I was like mid third quarter on I was watching the ESPN update box. You know? So, um this is a game the Saints won 30 to 27 and it took uh Pierre Thomas little uh dump off pass with like 50 seconds left to win. Um and it's another case like this is another thing where like you realize like oh this defense is not good like Cam like Cam Cam Newton kind of shredded him and ran a bunch you know um but it's another case where like this offense man like just the and Jimmy Graham like eight for 129 Sproles caught 5 Marcus Colston caught 5 Robert Meacham caught 4 Lance Moore caught 3 like you know um marking you know they didn't really run for that much but then again they kind of did they you know sproles ran for 50 Ingram ran for 32 pierre Thomas. like this offense at this point like you realize like uh it was a juggernaut like they were putting four- they were putting over 400 on teams
0: like we yeah I- i'm gonna be honest like it's still at this point it didn't hit me yet I, I, I thought they were a very unconvincing 4-1. You know, I kind of remember feeling about them. I not want to say like I feel about this team now. Um, because this team now, I mean, they've convinced me defensively. But I, I remember thinking about the Saints like, yeah, this offense is pretty good. But I, I remember being worried about Drew at this point. Yeah. Like, Breeze had not gone DEFCON mode like he does later in the season.
2: Yeah. And they're 4-1. But, I mean, the thing is, I, I think – the thing is back then is people forget about it now because of bounty gate and all the thing but there was a real trust with greg williams you know like because they had they had won in 2009 and granted the defense wasn't great but they had cr- caused all the turnovers right?
1: right and
2: you know and then in 2010 they didn't get the turnovers but they were they were good defensively they were they were they were solid until the playoff game in seattle i mean they were top five, you know top 5 by yards so there was a trust with Greg Williams. Like there was a sense of Greg Williams can figure it out. He can get it fixed where it's a long time. You mean, you
0: mean, with, the, you mean with the fans?
2: Yeah. Like I okay. think, there, you know, it wasn't, that, like, I, don't,
0: I don't think there was any trust between Peyton. and No, you. like Peyton, <laughs> Peyton,
2: we don't get to that. We, maybe we should yeah. get to that out now. Like Greg, Greg Williams and Sean Peyton, like weren't fucking talking to each other at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it was totally done. Donzo. Finny. Like, um which is weird because you would think the guy that you brought in and helped to win a Super Bowl like you would think they would get along better but for their their relationship to deteriorate that fast was I mean we didn't know it at the time but like looking back at it, it is still kind of odd right i mean like you know if if i bring you in Andrew and you help me win a Super Bowl like less than a 2 years later like we're not speaking like that would be kind of weird don't you think
0: yes yeah
2: so um you know, and and the thing is with the Saints, um, that team would get that team, they would get a, they were terrible on third down on defense for long stretches, as I mm-hmm. remember, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then the season, sort of the Tampa game was the turning point, even though it was a loss. That's when
0: John Pittenborough broke his leg.
2: Broke his leg. They lose to Tampa 26 to 20. Um, you know uh and the thing is that year like tampa was was kind of decent um they they had like tampa had like one of those just weird bizarre years under raheem morris where they were like good for no apparent reason and josh freeman lit the saints defense up uh 23 of 41 which is re- which you want to talk about a weird dude like josh freeman like there was a moment after 2011
0: He was the Cedric Ellis of quarterbacks.
2: Like people were like, "That dude's gonna be good," and like not only like good people were like, "He's good." You can kind of build your team around him, and he's gonna be a franchise quarterback. Like that was the feeling about him in 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 uh, in in twenty eleven. This is another case of you like. I know,
0: I know. Freeman is kind of a loner, and Jameis Winston is really outspoken. But so far, like, can you? Disagree with me. I mean, you can disagree with me if you want. Like, to me, they're kind of the same player.
2: I think they're the same player, but I would say Josh Freeman has accomplished more because he got a 10 and 6 here. You know, yeah, um, yeah, okay. This is another year. This is another game though, where Drew Brees was bad, man. Twenty nine of forty five for three eighty three, but a touchdown, three picks. Like it was, like that yeah. was. It was the classic Drew Brees road game where like the Saints get behind, they press. Um,
0: it was pouring in this game.
2: Yeah, and uh, Sean Payton has, has shattered his leg and a in a hideous. Jimmy boy.
0: Graham broke his leg. <laughs> yeah, broke Sean Payton's leg. Yeah.
2: Um, so I mean it. It was, it was weird. But 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 by this point, like you, re- like this is the point where like Jim Jimmy Graham had dropped like three straight hundred yard games, and this is the point where you realize like Jimmy Graham is this uncoverable fucking force of nature. Like he went for yeah. seven one twenty four, and
0: you there was there was no doubt about that. But I think at this point the Saints are four and two. Yeah, they're pretty unconvincing. The defense looks mediocre. And Breeze is, you know, he's putting up the yards and the stats, but he's making a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And I think this is like the fourth game in a row he threw a pick. He's had multiple picks in a couple of games. So, like, I still like, like you said, I think this is the turning point. And, you know, the following week, they they were playing the Colts and it was on it was on um, Sunday night because was, Sunday night because they thought that Peyton Manning yeah and was they really Peyton the Manning didn't so.
2: play and I, I was sad because I I had to it was miss,
0: Curtis Painter
2: yeah I had to miss this game I I was originally scheduled to fly in and I forget I forget what happened something happened with my wife and I couldn't my wife and I couldn't uh, I couldn't go so I switched it to the Detroit game but at that point the Colts were zero and six and just. Like they were fucking terrible,
0: but this game. Yeah, like- and I remember, I remember it being, we, us feeling like, Hey, this is at a good time because the saints are four and 2 they're coming off a bad loss on the road. And I remember us saying like, thank God we're pl- playing the Curtis paint and paint painters Colts. And, you know, it's a gimme win at home on Sunday night. And if we can just blow them out, you know, we'll be kind of back on track. So yeah, we but- felt good. We felt good about that. But I just remember, um, You know, that was the game where the Saints kind of let him up. Sean Payton's in the booth. And, like, halfway through the third quarter, I remember he was up in the booth, like, high-fiving people, (laughs) drinking a beer, (laughs) kicking his feet up on the desk. Like, Like, it was just kind of like, like yep, we already got this. You
2: say blowout, but, I mean, that doesn't do it justice. Like, the Saints won 62 to fucking seven. I mean, Marcus Colston had two scores. Jimmy Graham had two scores. Uh... Darren Sproles had two scores. Lee Torrance had a pick six. I I'll mean, never
0: I'll never forget um, when we did the podcast the following Monday. You opened with the Saints beat the Colts 62 to 7 and Andrew, I think they just scored again. Yeah, I think
2: they did. Like my brother, who went to the game, he texted me a picture of the scoreboard and he was like, the Saints fucking scored sixty in a football game <laughs> against an NFL team. Like it it was like th- they had Curtis Painter and Dan Orlovsky, and that was fine. But I mean, Drew Brees, this, this line is fucking. This,
0: th- and this is where I think we felt like, okay, Brees is back. Yeah. 30, yeah,
2: 31 of 35. Three twenty-five and five. That is a fucking snuff film. I mean, <laughs> dude, that's that. That's a hundred and forty-four rating. He got sacked twice. I don't know how. Mark. Here's the fun. Here's the funny thing with this. Mark Ingram ran for ninety-one. Darren Sproles ran for eighty-eight, and Pierre Thomas ran for fifty-seven. The Saints had. 557 yards of offense and only had eight third downs. They were six of eight. Like that is fuck. That's like LSU would have a hard time putting that up against Nichols. Yeah, much less an NFL team. Like that game. Like that game was fucking. It was the Death Star blowing up whatever planet Princess Leia was. I don't remember Alderon or was it Al Alderon or whatever the fuck it was. Um but that's when you that that's when we kind of knew. We're like, yeah, the defense has a lot of problems, but this offense is ridiculous. Um So they win that game. And of course, like the Ram the Rams are like the Saints bugaboo until last year. Yeah, like yeah. It was the bug. And even in like oh nine, like the Saints barely fucking escaped. It took like a kick return well, from Roby. We we Williams.
0: thought we thought it was a gimme. Yeah. The, the Rams were 0-6. Yeah.
2: And they had uh they were 0-6 and, and they
0: were 0-6. So I'll never forget Casselet
2: was the interim.
0: Yep. They're they're 0-6 and, and Stephen Jackson. Is running all over the Saints. Yeah, Saints twenty-five for one hundred and fifty-nine. Like and Breeze is back to throwing picks. Sacks
2: six times. Like yeah,
0: he's back to kind of looking awful, and so basically it's twenty-four to nothing. You know, at halftime it was seventeen nothing, and Steven Jackson gets another run, and you know we're still we're still high off the fumes of two thousand nine. So we're still at 24 nothing. We're still believing. We're still thinking they, they can find a way to win this game. And yeah. I'll, I remember Vilma recovers a fumble in the end zone. And we're just like, all right, it's 24-7. They're coming back. And they kind of make a mini run. And I remember it was 24-14, and the Saints get the ball back. And we're thinking, all right, this is one of these Washington or Miami games from 2009. They're going to come back and win. And Breeze throws a pick six. Yeah. And that's when I remember thinking – uh this is in 2009
2: yeah you're like and, and the thing was like this team it was it was it was uneven and 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 you felt good about the offense but it's it's hard but it's hard to to go back in time because we're so clouded with recency bias you know but we didn't have the same sort of feelings about the defense that we have like now, going into 2017, where it was this panic over it. You know, you're concerned about it, but you weren't. You, you weren't like those Greg Williams defenses, even though they struggled, and we'll get into the the the, the ending, which isn't great. But they weren't historically bad. They were just kind of they were bad, but they you know they weren't they weren't worst of all time. They weren't every quarterback that plays the Saints. Is Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brady? Drew, Drew Drew Brady. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice. you know, you know that I'm drunk doing that. But like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, nice. like it wasn't. Yeah. Like, there wasn't a sense of the 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 defense is a complete disaster is and is going to fucking sink them. It was a worry, but I think after the Rams game, like I remember thinking. I remember
0: like. Like the big the, thing about the Rams was that Breeze had not thrown a touchdown the whole game, and he had that streak going. Yeah, and and he hit Lance Moore with a garbage time touchdown with six seconds yeah. left to preserve it. And
2: I remember being worried about it, and people got on me. I remember like the Rams shove them around, and and like that's my thing. You know, we've done how long we've we been doing this show? What six, seven years now? Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, like you're the you're, you're sort of the. You're the guy that that watches the tape and knows all the tape, and, and Kevin is the joke guy, and Dave is the guy who eats candy and gets angry. But, you know, one of my things is, like, whenever the Saints, whenever they get their ass kicked physically, like, you know me, like, on the Monday show, I'm always like, Oh, uh, this is bad. Like, I don't mind if they if they have a, a bunch of turnovers or a bunch of penalties or things get weird and they lose. But whenever you get your ass handed to you physically, like, I'm always like, this is bad. And this, the Rams just were like, "Fuck you! Our quarterback suck. We're gonna run Steven Jackson right down your fucking throat, and there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it." And that's why the Rams game was. I was like, "Oh, this is bad. Like, this is bad." So they were five and three, and. You weren't feeling bad.
0: Now, now, now I will say, like, kind of going back, that this would be the last game they lose. And, you know, multiple times over the course of the season, Sean Payton said after that loss uh, to a previously winless team, um, Sean Payton kind of went in the locker room and said, All right, this is where you, you kind of separate the good teams from the bad teams. And right now, you're a bad team because you're losing to the Rams. And, you know, these are the yeah. kind of games that you have to win if you want to make a big run. And, um, he, he, I remember him referencing that game later in the season and saying that was kind of a, uh, fork in the road for us because, you know, from that point on we were going to play lights out football. Yeah.
2: Well, this is the end of part one. Cause we decided to do two parts on 2011. This is the end of part one. It's the halfway point of the season. We're going to get to two, part two, uh, in the next episode. And that's when the fun really started and the saints just took off like a fucking rocket uh and that'll be on so join us for part two later on thanks for joining us for uh drunk history take us out british lady
1: thanks to all of our saints happy hour listeners whose donations made drunk saints history possible until next time remember surviving saints history is hard that's why god made alcohol